TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. that paleo show making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone i'm sarah stewart i'm steve hayter and i'm brett hill today's guest is a modern day hunter gatherer who runs an evolving website blog and business born out of her love and passion for health uh, sustainability supporting tasmanian local farmers and producers as well as spreading the word on holistic nutrition Originally working in the field of pharmacy, she is now a successful educator, blogger, wellness event creator, food coach, and personal trainer. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We know our listeners at home love to get inspired from the experience and lessons learned by others, which is why we are so excited to hear all about Joe's transition into primal living. Jo is extremely passionate about the health and well-being of others and understands the obstacles we face when trying to learn the ins and outs around eating quality, nutrient-dense food in a modern society. So it's time for us to batten down the hatches and listen up because we are about to get some seriously great tips and verbal how-tos for the best ways to go about eating seasonal, local and homegrown. Joe has created Primal Living to share with you the information on real local food and her insights on how eating clean, real food can be easy once you have the tools. Welcome to the show from Primal Living, Tasmania's very own wellness warrior, Joe Smith. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I've got goosebumps just listening to that. <laughs> well, That's great. How are you well, going? Yeah, well, thanks, Excellent. Joe. We think you're pretty ripper, Joe. I mean, everything I read of you on your social media just oozes health and vibrance, and it, it leaves me feeling energized. Um, and I know that, like us, you get um, really excited talking about food as medicine and, and fueling humans for life. Has this always been the case for you? Um, it has. I um, I guess I started in pharmacy, so um, I was in pharmacy for 14 years um, and all through my pharmacy career, you know, people, like I had customers coming on a daily basis, medication and wanting the next supplement or the weight loss tablet or, you know, anything bar food and um, I would always stop to talk to them about, okay, let's look at your diet, let's look at what you're eating. And at that time, I didn't really have any qualifications in that, but I just knew my gut feeling was food is medicine. We need to heal with food. And I think it's the first core step in anyone's um, health and health journey. So <laughs> I remember I used to kind of always... Um, gets caught up in the manager's office saying, you know, I need to sell these protein shakes or these weight loss shakes, otherwise, you know, I was in serious trouble. But mm. I just, that handful I got out of pharmacy. Um, and then I um, went to Sydney, actually. I got um, coached to go to Sydney to manage a couple of pharmacies. But I just knew that I wanted to help people more. I wanted to actually be involved in the health and fitness industry more. So I went and did my personal training course in Sydney um, and started my own business. So my first business I started actually was um, Turning Point Lifestyle. 
And I guess when you look at the name, it kind of reflects on turning your life around, turning your life around through food, through fitness, through health, through sustainability, um, you know, going back to grassroots. And, um, yeah, it's just evolved from, from there. And um, came back home, I managed a couple of health food stores and I just dug deeper and deeper into you know, that grassroots connection. And I think that just means a lot to me is actually really knowing where the food comes from. So um, I I guess I connected a lot with the farmers and the producers and, um, yeah, it started from there and I hadn't stopped. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, Joe, it's uh, so evident with uh, everything that we see from you that you really have uh, hooked into your passion now. And um, it's really exciting to see you run lots of events and, and uh, really um, fire up your local community. Can you tell us a little bit about what uh, we've, we've heard a little bit from where you've come from? What, what's a day in the life of Joe Smith look like now? <laughs> um, now it's getting up early, uh, walking out into my garage and my 10 acres um, to do a workout. Um, and then I actually go down and feed my chooks and my pigs um, and play around in my compost and, um, <laughs> um, you know, I look at my garden, look at what I'm going to have for breakfast. So, you know, I see if I've got some eggs or some spinach, um, whatever I've got growing in the, in the garden. Um, then I come back in. Um, yeah, I have breakfast. I do a little bit of meditation every morning before I start um, work. So I work from home, which is really good. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's all go, systems go. So I work on, I've got two events coming up in Tassie. Um, I work with a few clients at the moment um, and just generating a, a huge, um, I guess, a, a huge community of awareness of um of ancestral health within the Tasmanian community. So making people aware of, um, you know, where to source great food, where to source free-range meats, um, you know, trying to look at um, how we can grow our food in the local community and, yeah. So, um, but it never used to be like that because I, I came from a two-bedroom city apartment where... I was there for seven years and my neighbour wouldn't even say hello to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's a completely different different lifestyle now. So I, I moved, um, so just to give you a bit of um, background, I suppose, I was in a two-bedroom home in, in the city and I moved out of there to Bruni Island, which is um, an island um, 45 minutes from Hobart where you have to catch a ferry to get across. Um, and... I did this because I wanted to fully immerse myself into primal living. I wanted to literally grow all my own food. I wanted to raise my own animals. I wanted to be out in nature. I wanted to earth more. Um, and I actually wanted to de-stress. And I didn't realize how much inner city living was actually stressing subconsciously my body until I actually got out in nature a little bit more. So I guess what I'm trying to do is, you know, show that through my blog and show that certain aspects of my life you can implement into your life. Um, you don't need to move to an island. It'd be nice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that's what, um, that's where I am now. That's great, Joe. And 
Joe, you know, one of the things I love about what you do is you really start to talk about and I guess integrate into what you do an understanding of farming practices and how they impact. You know, it's not just the paleo as in, you know, what food should we eat and not eat, but it's a lot about how we how we prepare our food, how we mm-hmm. grow our food, you know, how we look after our animals. Can you talk us through that a little bit, why you're so passionate about that and why that's so important in terms of the overall outcomes we get from doing paleo? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, it's really important... Um, you know, not only for our health but the environment. Um, um, I actually just did a blog post on it um, just recently. I mean, you know, look at the sustainable benefits of it. I guess in Australia we have the two largest retailers, um, which are, you know, Coles and Woolworths. And, I mean, they own 80% of the market share. So, you know, they have huge buying power and can often source and sell produce at a cheaper rate. Um, I mean, unfortunately, it pressures our farmers into providing cheaper produce. Um, thus, farmers sometimes have no choice but to turn to factory farming or other intensive farmers. So, getting back to supporting our local farmers means that you know we're strengthening the growth of food that builds and strengthens rather than destroys our ecosystem. Um, you know, and organic farming. I think it's really important to support organic farming because. They're doing everything for our health. You know, they don't use um, chemicals and, um, you know, they're using beneficial insects to get rid of pests. Um, so, you know, I think it's that passes on to our health as well. So, um, yeah, I guess I guess also with the free-range aspect of it, the free-range meats, you know, we look at the omega-3 and omega um, six um, difference in grain and grass, and that's something we'll be talking about at the conference in August that we'll be running. Um, and I just think that, yeah, it's it's such a broad, um, yeah, it's a, it's a broad topic to talk about. And um, yeah, I guess we just need to get back to grassroots and, and get back to, um, you know, that hunting gather and know where your food comes from. Yeah, definitely. It's so important. And um, I actually watched a, a little snippet um, that was posted today, I think, on Facebook. And it was um, Pete Evans talking about um, the new revolution where children are now, you know, getting excited about food and getting back in the kitchen. And that's just the start. And, you know, hopefully down the track, they'll be looking at, um, you know, where food comes from and how it's grown rather than just accepting, accepting what's fed to them. So, yeah, and that's right. I mean, a lot of I mean, I'm quite lucky. I have uh, three nieces and nephews, and they grow all their own food and and actually kill their food on their own property. And um, I often hear their comments of like, "Mum, who are we eating today?" You know, and wow. I, I and I think that's so good because I have that real connection of, um, you know, okay, we're raising this animal, but we're raising this animal with the best possible care that we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we're killing it humanely. Um, we're giving it everything it absolutely needs because it's passing it all on to us and it's feeding us. And, you know, these days, unfortunately, kids think that milk may come just from the supermarket um, or, you know, food is packets on the supermarket shelves. And, and it's great that we've got people like such as Pete Evans um, you know, supporting this huge movement because I think it is a real, you know, food revolution that's happening. And I can see in, you know, I can see it in the next two to five years that um, more and more people, like the farmer's markets will be flooded, absolutely flooded with 
more and more people shopping there on a regular basis. Yeah, well, let's hope so, Joe. And um, I was really inspired by one of your um, posts on Facebook. You put up um, a picture that said, we know our doctor, we know our dentist, why don't we know our farmer? And it just shows exactly. how yeah, how disconnected we've become. So um, yeah. part of what you do is obviously um, hugely revolving around education. Um, when people go along to your events or, or get in touch with you, um, what can they expect from you? you? Well, the, the events that we're actually doing um, in May, which is May the 10th, is a workshop with Dr. Gary Fessick. Um, he's an orthopedic surgeon um, in Launceston and he will be talking about um, the issues with um, modern disease at the moment and I will be talking about, okay, what are the the 12 steps of, of living primal and how you can actually integrate those steps into your life, um, which is sustainable and you can do it um, on a long-term basis. I mean, I've been living primal, which I don't like to label it, but, um, you know, I've just been eating real foods and whole foods for, well, for eight years I've literally lived this lifestyle. Mm. Um, before that I was living a bodybuilding <laughs> lifestyle, which um, I got quite sick on. Um, and so at this workshop, I'll be, you know, giving out um, handouts of the, all the farmers across um, Tasmania that we can actually buy our free-range meats from, um, our farmers markets, um, when they're happening, um, what what we should buy at the supermarket. So literally, not going down any aisle and just doing the, the outer um, circuit of a supermarket if we have to go to a supermarket. Yeah. Um, so it and how we can actually, I wouldn't say detox your pantry, because um, but you know what what our pantry needs to to sustain us to to live a healthy optimal life. What uh, one of the things uh, I like there, Joe, is that it's really empowering what you're doing. You you you're making the connections between consumer and and farmer direct. Um, and that's what's needed, I think, to really break down any excuse barriers that people might have. So congratulations on that. I reckon that's really awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I just, look, I really do think it's important. And I often hear, um, you know, people say to me, oh, but it's too expensive to, you know, to go paleo or I just can't feed a family on, you know, just meat. And it's really important to understand that being paleo or, or primal or, or living an ancestral lifestyle is not about eating meat. <laughs> um, you know, obviously it's important, but it, it's, you know, the, it's a combination of our vegetables and our fruits and our nuts and our seeds. And But actually sourcing out where you can go. We have this great, um, I was actually invited to an abattoir a couple of weeks ago and you know, they do five and ten kilo boxes of all different types of free-range grass-fed meats, and it can feed a family for up to six weeks. Wow. And you know, he's selling it for fifty to a hundred dollars. And and um, you know, we really do need to get the word out on these small local producers and farmers mm. who are doing this to help, help. Well, help them, but you know, the flow-on effect is actually helping us because it's allowing us to actually feed our bodies with real wholesome food um yeah 
I was just going to say, uh, Joe, one of the things that really inspires me is that you've uh, you've taken up that calling to go a little bit more uh, natural and primal and, and go back to having some land and, and returning back to that way of life. What what advice might you have for somebody who's perhaps living out in a, in a bit of a rural or regional community where maybe they've, they're getting a bit of a call to, to step onto their wellness journey a bit more, but are feeling... Um, you know, they're not quite sure what their next step is. Uh, they might feel a bit isolated in their wellness journey or maybe they listen to podcasts like ours, but that, that support's maybe not there. How can they, how can they flourish to, to be that person, to be that wellness warrior, to, to kick things off in their local community and, and follow a bit of your lead? Um, well, if they can contact me. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I guess it, it's... Um well, the first step would be try and um, look within your community um, is the first thing. I mean, one difference I really noticed and is the community here on Bruni Island. I've never... They've made me feel so welcome. And, you know, if I need... You know, if I have a... Um, a, a sick kangaroo that needs to be put down. You know, my, my neighbour's there right there. If I need wood chopped, he's, you know, even I can do it, you know, I, he's there as well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I must I must also say that I actually run my property sort of on my own because my partner works overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing this basically on my own for a good six months, seven months of the year. Um, so I... Yeah, so community is your first foundation. Look around you, look at who you've got because the wealth of knowledge that you have on the community is, you know, is amazing. Um, and, yeah, so that's your first step. And then the second step is, you know, look for services like myself or um, we have some great people now up the north of the state. You know, there's always people around that can actually help so jumping on social media pages like facebook and and twitter if i can is really important so you're never alone and podcasts are really great to get as much information as possible i mean when i first started um primal living um my partner was like you need to give up your oats because i was bodybuilding at the time i was like there's no way I'm going to give up my oats. That's my <laughs> oats, familiar. you know. I've got to have oats and egg whites, you know. That's <laughs> what I have to have every morning. Or oh, my oats and my protein powder. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't understand why I had to give up oats or why I had to give up. I mean, that was the only grains I was having um, because I am gluten intolerant. And, I, you know, I could digest oats. I was like, what else have I got to have, you know, or, or rice and... Um, you know, even though rice is, is fine. But um, so the first thing I did was he sent me a link um, called, you know, uh, The Primal Blueprint, which we all know of with Mark Fisson. Mm. And that I just read and read and read everything I possibly can that um, I was addicted. I was like, he's my guru. He's always been my guru. <laughs> um, so that's where I first started. So I think, you know, pick, you know, choose one um, stream of content. It can be quite confusing. It can be quite intimidating when you first start because there is so much information and there is also a lot of contradictive information out there as well um, of, you know, what is paleo or what is primal. And that's where I think it's really important for bi-individuality to really tune in, you know, start with a template 
play around with the template of, of what is paleo and then start to fine tune it for your own for your own self because um, that's really important. So, Joe, I'm really curious to find out about, uh, you know, how paleo goes down in regional and rural communities because, you know, my experience from talking to some people who sort of live on the land is that they're pretty happy with the whole idea of, you know, eating lots of meat and steaks and, and maybe steaks for breakfast. So I think that's pretty cool and bacon and eggs. But then once you start talking about perhaps uh, reducing the amount of bread you're having or cutting back on the beer or, you know, some of those <laughs> other aspects of paleo, sometimes your traditional sort of farming folk aren't so keen on some of those other changes as well. So... I'm curious to find out how you've experienced that um, and also, you know, what sort of successes you've had and how you've had success with that as well. I ha- Well, to be honest, I haven't actually had much experience in that situation. I mean, um, yeah, I guess coming from my own experiences of living on an island, um, we actually, the, the, the community and the friends and, and that I have actually met are, are actually really paleo, really primal. I mean, they go out fishing every morning and, they, you know, I mean, yeah, they're enjoying a beer at night and they're enjoying um, a glass of wine at night, but they're not having it in excess. And um, they're active and they're out shooting and they're, um, you know, one of our farmers, he, um, he's out on he's working all day. So I haven't really, unfortunately, like I haven't had any, um, you know, feedback on that. I mean... I guess when you look at it as well, they're not consuming, you know, they're not consuming bread in excess. Um, you know, the local cafe where I work, um, as well as a part-time basis, he makes his own salad. He makes everything from scratch. So he uses all our local produce. So I supply him from my garden and he bases the menu on that. And um, so, you know, I guess it's a little bit different in the regional outback where I have not had any experience with. So I can't really comment on that. But, you know, he, you know, making your own sourdough bread from from scratch and um, so, and they're not eating it in excess. And um, what I've noticed here is no one's overweight. And I think what that is is because they're eating fresh local seasonal foods. Um, you know, everyone grows their own food here. Um, we all go out and, um, you know, catch our own fish or, um, you know, kill some kangaroos and wildlife. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think that's a, that's a good, that's, you know, a good point that none of us are overweight because we're actually moving every day and we're outside in nature every day and we're hunting, gathering around food. Mm, it's so powerful the way your lifestyle impacts your your overall outlook on life and your attitude and Joe, I was blown away, um, you know, reading about you and, and where you've come from and a lot of it resonated, which is why I had a giggle when you spoke about the oats because, honestly, that was the hardest thing for me to stop. <laughs> I loved my oats and I felt like I was really missing out, but now I don't think I could even touch them. It's funny. Um, I, I can't touch oats and I absolutely can't go near um, tinder tuna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, egg whites. You know, I love my yolks now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's such a freedom as well, which is is great. You know, the whole diet dogma has for, for myself has completely gone, and I don't count calories anymore. And I have this huge freedom. I mean, I I suffered um, from an eating disorder as well, and you know, bodybuilding actually just contributed to that. And um, 
I just went on a whole roller coaster with the whole eating. And then once I turned primal, it took a, a while to kind of get myself to go, you know, it's okay. It's okay to have a chicken pie. You know, it's, <laughs> it's okay to eat the egg yolks and, um, um, you know, but uh, I guess after eight years, it's just, um, I don't think twice about it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so refreshing and I think that's really important for our listeners to understand and know that, um, you know, primal is so much more or paleo or whatever you want to call it, getting back to basics is so much more than just the food. It's like you're unlocking the key to, to being your true self and, and that's a really wonderful thing and if you're helping to spread the word and allow people to get back to that, it's such a truly wonderful thing, Joe. Yeah, and I, and that's a really good point because... It's not just about food. I mean, that's that's the core. But I guess when you once you dig deeper into it, it, it's really you know you want to know, okay, who who's breeding my animals and and where is my food grown and are they using pesticides and chemicals and you know and, and how's that contributing to my health and um, you know. And I guess it's asking your doctors questions or, or finding the different doctors for the answers as well. You know, don't give up on your health, which is, I think if you don't find the answer, keep seeking is, is really important. And um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I really feel um, we have a great, I have a great following here in, in Tassie and um, it's really now starting to, take full-blown effect which is great so i'm really excited to to see what's going to happen yeah that's awesome joe and i think that's what it is really it's a real philosophy isn't it it's a real understanding of sort of how your body works and and what it's meant to do and and i think you know even before you sort of you talked about you know food is medicine and and i think when you look at paleo it even sort of goes beyond that because we get beyond sort of thinking of it as being a medicine being a sort of you know waiting until you've got a symptom and then trying to treat it it's actually Mm. just it's a way of living it's a way of being healthy Because it's not about, you know, treating symptoms. It's not about getting skinny. It's not about any of that stuff. It's just about actually, you know, creating a life that gives your body what it needs and gives your soul what it needs to just be happy and to be healthy and to be vibrant. And, you know, I think that goes so far beyond our sort of Western medical viewpoint of health and disease and sickness that that it's just really a much more wellness focus, which is what I love Mm. about it. I love that philosophy that goes behind it. And I think what a lot of people do is they start out thinking it's, it's I've got to lose weight on this, and um, yeah. you know, and Fix this is the way, yeah, or, and the, yeah, yeah. That, and which is great, you know, and I think that's great because in a way, it's getting them to think about it, and it's getting them to start and to change their life, and um, you know, sometimes and the unfortunate thing is, it's there is a sickness um, to to make them aware of, okay, what what is going on with my life and what do I need to change and, you know, and I think it helps people take responsibility of their health. So in that aspect, you know, paleo is great, but once I get started, you do go beyond that. You know, it opens up so many doors of just going, you know, every day I'm just going to fill my body with the best food I'm going to, you know, go for a walk or I'm going to listen to my body and you know what, I'm actually tired. I'm going to have a bit of a sleep during the day because you know what, it's okay. It's okay to rest and it's okay to to stop one thing a while and, and shut down the computer and, and um, you know, not feel guilty because that is part of primal living. It it, it encompasses everything and, and I guess that's what fueling humans for life is. It's not just about food but it's, it's, it's really creating that 
you know, the philosophy of, of wellness throughout your, like, your community and um, the friendships that you make and people that surround yourself that give you energy, that give you vibrance and, that, you know, give you spark because also that's important. So, yeah, it's... it's um, it's a holistic approach. <laughs> Absolutely, Joe. And um, for those of our listeners that are keen to, to hear more and, and learn more from you, I know we've mentioned a few times you've got a lot coming up. Where can they find out more um, about your events? Um, so they can jump on to my Facebook page, which is Primal Living Tabs, and on Instagram as well, which is under all the same, Primal Living Tabs, mm-hmm. and also my website, um, primal, www.primalliving.com.au. Um, you can also go to Eventbrite and look up um, the event in May is Getting Down and Dirty with Primal and Fructose. <laughs> um, so that's happening in May the 10th. So that will be an awesome workshop. That is really good workshop to come and it's, we'll have an open Q&A at the end and um, just answer everyone's questions of doubts and where they should begin. Um, and the conference in August, um, that's going to be August the 16th, I think it is. Um, and I'm just looking at my calendar. <laughs> yeah, August is 16. Um, so that's um, changing the way we eat. And that's the first ancestral health and wellness conference um, for Tasmania. We've got some amazing, amazing key speakers coming from the mainland, um, such as yourself, Brett, I hope. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certainly going to be there. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, almost right. certain. Um, and we've also got David Gillespie and... Um, yeah, Guy from 180 Nutrition and Alex um, Stewart as well. So we've got some really cool key speakers coming and um, some local Tasmanian farmers and and um, wellness warriors, I would say, actually in Tasmania coming to speak. So that's one not to be missed as well. But I haven't actually launched um, booking tickets of that um, yet, but that should be launched by the end of um, the month. Beautiful. Well, there you have it, your chance to get down and dirty, so get on it. (laughs) And uh, if you're inspired to connect with more like-minded primal folks or you want more awesome insights into a day in the life of primal living, wrap your eyes around Joe's blog and ridiculously good recipes. Uh, Let me tell you, when I hit up Tasmania, I'm headed straight to Joe's place because her (laughs) cooking is amazeballs. Everything she posts on social media looks super enticing fresh and delicious seriously Steve and I have developed RSI due to constantly liking her posts on Instagram um, they're that good lucky for us we know a good caro though hey yeah. <laughs> so to join in the cooking fun or to access her range of services including um, personalised nutritional meal plans natural movement programs and kids nutrition visit uh, primalliving.com.au and you can also stay motivated on your primal path by ensuring you keep up to date as Joe continues to encourage us to achieve a healthy and happy life by following her on Twitter and Instagram and liking her Facebook page. And uh, we will post links to these resources onto our Facebook so that you can check out all of the good stuff straight away. So as always, we hope you all enjoyed the show as much as we did. Make sure you tell us what you think. And until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, share your story and help to grow the Paleo Tribe worldwide. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.